0: Yakalingo, yakali. I got so distracted, yakalingomo, that is by Numfundo Taluva she is a senior lecturer at South African College of Music at the University of Cape Town. Namvundo, good morning to you.
1: Good morning to you and the SAFM listeners. Thank you
0: so much for being part of the Friday Wind Down today and for coming all the way here um, at Itemba Labs to be part of the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I mean, I, I'm a, an avid listener of the show, and I'm always listening to the artist on a Friday. So when the invite came, I was you were like, like I've got all the time <laughs> in the world for this. I'm normally <laughs> listening to everybody else while I drive, and now you know, listen to me. You've you've and, uh,
0: been waiting for your turn, patiently, patiently waiting for your turn. Always. I should have kicked it off by saying happy birthday to you. Thank you so very so very amazing awesome. that this could happen on your birthday absolutely, as well. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, too special. Thank you.
0: You, I I think when I look at just your background, um, it's not surprising that you're a senior lecturer of music, but often you don't get the sense that, you know, I have to phrase what I'm going to say carefully because it's not a jibe at, at anyone, but you strike me as somebody who's really paid attention to the art of your craft and the skill. Um, of, of of your craft, what has it taken t- for you just to be where you are as a senior le- lecturer, jazz music at UCT?
1: You know, look, I started very many years ago, to be mm-hmm. honest, and it's taken me, s- obvious, I started classical piano when I was 12, so sure. that's where the journey began. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember visiting a friend of mine going on a play date, and sing a piano for the first time, um, live. I've, I'd seen it on TV and I actually wrote an article in a publication about this in 2021, about that moment when I saw a piano for the first time and I could touch it, because i would always ever seen it on television mm-hmm. and played by, by white people, right? Mm-hmm. And needless to say, that was the end of the play date because I was completely glued to the piano mm-hmm. the entire weekend. And so when I enrolled into what was then in Model C School in Grahamstown, my late grandfather said to me, "Look, you have to study. You have to take piano lessons. That's mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do." Mm-hmm. And I started in 1996, yeah, um, classical piano, and I've been a student of music since then. Sure. So it's it's um. And it's a strange story when I think about it now, because I realize what a, that it's a unique story and not really the story of every little 12-year-old black girl, right, mm, who gets mm, to play the piano mm. and study it formally in that way. Mm. So when I look back retrospectively, I realize how privileged I was to have access to that kind of an instrument at that age.
0: Also being able to to stick with it. Yeah. Um, I remember in in our primary school, we had, um, and also similar background, former Model C school, we, we had piano lessons. But you are one of three people yeah. that are going for those piano lessons. And um, the only thing I remember to play on the piano is Mary, Mary. had a little laugh. It's about as basic as they come. Can you enjoy playing? <laughs> have your moment with Mary had a little lap. But the point that I'm making is there's so many other interests that um, can sway a young 9-year-old, 12-year-old that's learning to play an instrument like piano. And I found that you had to explain why are you doing what you're doing. What was your experience like?
1: It was, you know, I was in boarding school and... um... And, be, and, and so the thing about learning the piano is that it requires a lot of practice time. Mm, so mm. I knew that while the other children, my friends, were out playing games or roller skating, and I, I had to put in that 30 minutes of practice. Because I knew that if I rock up to the piano lesson on the Monday or Tuesday and I haven't practiced that little bit of and it was Mary had a little lamb or chopsticks <laughs> you know before you start playing mm. um, I knew I had a, an Irish uh, piano teacher and she would just tap my knuckles with the, with the ruler mm. you know just kind of like because she's trying to obviously put them in the right position but also mm. it's a bit of a punishment thing of like you didn't practice you know tap mm. tap tap on the on the knuckles and and I derived so much joy from being able to play a little piece of something, even if it was something simple. There was something that was so rewarding about that, that just kept me going back to practice, going back to practice. And I think you were asking the first question, how I've gotten to where I have. It's the discipline that one acquires, Mm. right? It It needs an incredible
0: amount of discipline. Because at that age, you're also having to learn how to read and to write music. Um, that's part of what comes with the process of of learning to play so early. Absolutely.
1: And also, I think I did have an awareness, although maybe at the time I didn't realize it, that, you know, when you come from a a school where there wasn't a piano or Mm -hmm. piano lessons, Mm -hmm. and now you're finding yourself in an environment where there is, you know, you're bound to kind of go, I just, this is all I want to do. Mm -hmm. But... You were asking how you stick with it, especially at that age, right? And I've I've been in radio interviews as well with hosts and they're like, My children, you know, my daughter, she's taking piano this, you know, for six months and then she's but like, she's oh, she's yes, then she wants yes. a, a saxophone <laughs> and then you know, you go and get a and then she's like, nah, Mama, I want to do violin, you know? and, and it's so normal and I don't know how mm. I don't know how I actually managed to stick with mm. the piano mm. and kind of resist the restlessness of of youth in terms of trying out different. Instruments.
0: Is, is, is that discipline that you built earlier on the discipline that has led you to study music and go into what is um, a very difficult genre of music like jazz?
1: Yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the discipline people often think, or they'll say, um, you don't have to study music in order to be a successful musician. And mm-hmm. I don't argue that. But when I think about, you know, the. The advantages of having music in schools—it's all—it's about the skills that are, um, that that come with studying music, right? So discipline and diligence um, definitely are are skills that I developed while as a as a music student going to lessons, and those skills and that kind of discipline and focus and diligence. Um, has, has earned me the, you know, the, the degrees in music and also the fact that I'm still working in this very difficult you, you, industry.
0: You, you can talk about the fact that you graduated cum laude. Don't, don't be shy about well, it. Well,
1: I was waiting for you to bring it up. <laughs> I was waiting
0: for you to bring it up. <laughs> Master's degree in jazz studies and your dissertation, the analysis of the musical style of Miriam Makeba, what, what was it about?
1: At the time when I decided to do a master's, it was really I just felt like I wasn't ready to leave varsity. You know, it's like the four year undergrad went by so quickly and I was like, I'm not ready to go out into the world. But I also felt like I needed to do post-grad, I needed something that was gonna just stretch me a bit more. Mm-hmm. And perusing the music library at the time, I just found, I identified this kind of gap in the documentation of women in jazz. And so I thought, okay, well, how about I actually do my dissertation or my master's on Miriam Makeba, whose music I had been listening to while I was in, in doing undergrad. And I mean, it was an absolute toil trying mm. to write. To, you know, you're going from this kind of very prac-heavy undergrad to a research postgrad, um, and learning the skill of academic writing and researching. And then also being confronted with the fact that a lot of her recordings were not available in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So we had to outsource them and order them from overseas, you know. So that was really interesting. Um, Yeah, and and that's a gift that keeps on giving because I still continue to write and research about her. And I think the older I I get, her memory and her legacy evolves in my mind. I kind of understand her in new ways as I get older. So that's really, really interesting
0: to me. Nomfundo Kaluva is our Friday Wind Down guest. We're going to have more of her and, of course, her music on the Friday Wind Down.
1: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays 9 a.m. till midday. Mm. Mm.
2: You see, after you know, listening to Mike from Newlands, you know, you need some jazz music to calm you down. That's the music, some jazz music to calm you down. I call it
0: Uncle Freddy. I call it. Our Friday Wind Down guest is Numfundo Tkaluva. Why jazz, Numfundo? Piano could have led you in any direction. Why jazz?
1: So at about sort of grade 11, 12, look, my, my grandfather was a collector of jazz records, so mm. I grew up with the music playing around in the house. Um, but I knew, now that was the era. Remember the era of, about Judith Sepuma, Um, uh, the the recently late we're we're still in that era we're We're still in that era yeah but then when they were coming out the era of them coming out and -hmm. and I was like and I remember seeing Judith Tsupuma's music video for A Cry Smile, Dance and I was like that's 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 where this thing's got to go and then i was like where are these people coming from and Mm. then it was like no they're coming out of the university of cape town the Mm. jazz school there so Mm -hmm. i thought well i'm gonna go where these people are coming from Mm. and so when i enrolled at uct music school uh, there's four streams right so indigenous african music classical opera and jazz so i thought okay i'm gonna get into jazz and i probably only started to really fall in love with the music three years into the four-year degree it really was, for me, an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I started to study and then was completely in love with it. It took time for my ear to acclimatize to the sound. Um, because what we were hearing through their records was more kind of South African. It had like a contemporary thing. Mm-hmm. And then I got into jazz school, and then I was studying traditional jazz, African-American jazz, so Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, Billie Holiday. And then I was like, oh, what is this? You know. So it took some time. But eventually, my ear caught on, and the love affair with jazz began then.
0: What was on your playlist
1: before that time? Huh? Yo, TKZ was on the playlist <laughs> before then, um, <laughs> Otamia, eh, Trombisi, <laughs> Tede, I mean, the stuff that I grew up listening to in boarding school, like, mm. um, you know, it playlist, and you had little black book that all, had all the wrong lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, R&B, I mean, that was really what was on my playlist at the time.
0: One does get a, get get the impression in musical circles, and I say that I say this as as an observer, yeah. Just as an outsider looking in, there is like a high <laughs> high brow. I wish everyone could see what you're doing <laughs> to your nose and just say high brow. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'm a jazz yes. artist. You know, it comes with a little bit of an edge in the nose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and an insinuation that, you know, this is real music, not, yeah. you know, um, did, did you get a sense of that going into, into jazz school, especially given the fact that y- your ear was more attuned to mainstream yeah. music and that's yeah. what you, you enjoyed and, and you,
1: you enjoyed listening yeah. to? yes definitely I mean there was that air, uh, definitely and I think it's still it's still there yeah. you know um, but I think I was just so completely uh, surprised and grateful to be in that space of music school and jazz school and there was definitely an air of we are studying a craft yes. whatever music that you were listening to before you know it ends at the entrance of the music school like here we are study. we're here to study the music of the greats you mm-hmm. know um, so definitely there was that um, but I think you know, what makes one really unique and, and makes the experience of music great is to understand that all music, mm. right, um, and depending on who you are and where you come from, it occupies a certain space, right? So now I'm able to look back, and people still look at me when they, and they'll think, oh, you know, I'm a snob because I'm a UCT music graduate. And that's fine. Mm. You know, it's not it's not easy to become a, a music graduate. So I'll take that in whatever meaning it comes with. But, yeah, it's it's... It's music that was considered music of the elite, but that's also a strange story to me because jazz music, you know, it comes from the township. It started in the streets. It started in the streets. Mm. It didn't start mm. at university, mm. right? And the, mm. the, the grades that we studied didn't sit in lecture halls. Mm. And so we need to kind of really stop thinking about what jazz is in a way that is accessible to people and understand where this music comes from. If we're thinking about Sophia Town and we're thinking about Marabi and we're thinking about, you know, the... South Africa's history and how jazz is a soundtrack to that. So it's, it's a bit incongruent to think of jazz as like a snobs music mm-hmm. because it's like, well, do you understand where this music comes from? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, um, yeah, so one straddles that, that world of being an academic but also appreciating that the art form that you practice is not one that comes from academia. Your, your
0: career is not one that I think follows the root of many. Because on the one end, your your work academically is incredible. It speaks for itself, and you've made a name for yourself. And yet you're also an artist. So yeah. we could look at you just as a jazz artist and look at your body of work. Yeah. How, have the, how, have you, how have you been able to do both at, at the same time?
1: Well, it didn't start as both at the same time, Mm. right? So there was the student part, the scholar part, and then there was kind of going into industry when I then recorded the, the albums that I have and spent like, what, 14, 14, 15 years out of the music school world and just mm-hmm. really being an artist and performing at jazz festivals and mm-hmm. all of that and crafting an identity as a musician, as a singer, as a pianist. Um, and then when I went back to teaching, well, when I went back to studying in 2018, when I did the business school, um, I kind of realized that, okay, I think I want to actually dabble in this and I think I've got a space in the world of academia, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And So yeah, so I started at UCT as a part-time lecturer for uh, a colleague who was on sabbatical. And so I thought I was going to just do it a little bit and then I'd I'd move away. But I had such an incredible time, you know, working with young aspiring students and, and kind of Trying to help them find their own sound, and I realised that the master's degree I'd done many years back, you know, was an important thing to do. And I felt mm-hmm. like someone like myself who looks like me um, needs to be in the faculty, and and you know, to push that agenda of documenting South African jazz, documenting black artists, documenting black women, mm-hmm. um, and that then i got into that and now i'm full-time at the university of cape town but i'm an artist so i'll always be singing so you are a captured artist i'm an artist you know that's 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 what i am and i Uh and and i think i kind of go i've been training in in music for such a long time singing it's in the bag yeah yeah the artistry is in the bag i can get on to stage whenever and i know i'll sing well Mm. because i've got that skill but in terms of the academic world you know it's um it's tricky because i feel like there's still so much to to write mm. and to research about um times are changing you know um and representation is key so i kind of go okay you know it may they, the two worlds may not always be functioning at the same level at, at the same time but at least i'm privileged enough to be in both those worlds
0: you're incredibly fascinating numfundo <laughs> Taluva, our friday wind down guest Beginning of the show, we're talking about black excellence. Black excellence. Here is black excellence. Right right here. Yes, Mike, that's for you. Mike, out in Newlands, that's for you. All right, 11.30, time for the latest news headlines. We're back with more of Nomfundo and her music after this.
1: Hashtag S F M Talking Point. This is
2: Katie. Good morning. It's Moban and no, man, I just want to appreciate the artist, an excellent artist, Sisunum Fundo is, you know, her craft, her work is just amazing, you know, her voice, everything about her is just excellent and it's just perfect, you know. Uh, and the Yakali I think that's the first song that drawn me into her the Yakalinkomo song you know and of all the rendition that's a day of Yakalinkomo I think her one her rendition of the song is just a cut above the rest you know so just continue giving us this great music that you are giving us and also uh, there's another song of yours that I love you know it's a gospel done in a jazz way Done in a jazz song, you know. The Jerusalem, Jerusalem, we can't stop. Engi Oh, don't know no, that tradition rendition. I've never imagined a gospel song done in a strictly jazz, you know, rendition. So that's so, so just keep it up, and yeah, keep it up. We'll keep on supporting you, yeah. Thank you so much for this great music. This is it. Thanks. Hi, this is Kathy. Please ask Nomfundo if she's related to Zolisa Kaluva. Good morning, beautiful ladies there. Kathy. can I just ask, when is uh, Nomfundo coming to perform in Bloomfontein? Please. This is Marvin in Bloom. Thank you. Hi. Good morning, Cathy. Uh, uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful. Show with your
0: today. You have arrived.
2: Namfundo. Uh, I've, I've, I've watched Namfunda a couple of times. Uh, I live in Cape Town, so I get to go to most of the jazz gigs in the neighbourhoods. Uh, she's fantastic. Uh, that rendition of Ya uh, Gomo by Winston um, Mankunku uh, is perfect. I mean, she's done a wonderful job and I think she's a perfect musician. She's, she's very good at what she does. Um, great show. Always, Kathy. Thank you, Principal and Captain.
1: Hashtag SFM Talking Point.
0: Nomfundo you've got quite a number of fans, hey?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've been singing for a while. You know, mm. the jazz fans are, are loyal fans. Mm. You know, jazz mm. lovers. You know, they they know their stuff. Mm. And it's interesting with Ya Or if I could maybe just indulge the listeners, um, I remember opening for Diane Reeves. In 2011 at the theater in in Johannesburg and um, and I didn't have any album out and I was you know opening for your hero your idol Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and she was down performing in South Africa and and I don't even remember how a little young and like myself got that opportunity and I did that 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 opening show just myself and a keyboard on stage and I remember kind of ending my little 15-minute set with Yakalingomo. Mm. And that room, it was, a, it was Friday night and Saturday night when I opened for her. And the room, the theater went, it's like the energy and the temperature mm. in that room that day. I think it was just the visual of this young black woman mm. sitting on a piano and playing a 1968 classic, sure. right, of Mangungu. And so when I recorded my first album, I remember thinking, I don't want, I just want it to be my own music. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're young and like you're all about yourself, right? You think the world's like, I don't want anyone else's music on this album. I just want my <laughs> own original stuff. And I remember the label kind of going, but you have to record your yeah, Gong mm-hmm. And I was like, no, but Swongilu Lukumalo has done it already. Mm-hmm. live at the market theater. And then I, I yielded. Mm-hmm. Best decision of my life. Wow. Best decision of my life. It was such a learning moment because... At the time I was too young to appreciate what that song means in the South African history sort of landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that song and the but and how that's that riff, you know, it really takes people on a journey back into time. So yeah, so it's it's one of those, you know, it's yeah and it never gets old. It never gets old. And now if people want me to play it on stage, even if it's not part of my set, I play it, you know, because I know how much it means mm-hmm. to people to hear Yakaling So I'm really grateful for all the lovely feedback about that version.
0: You had a couple of other questions from our listeners in those voice notes.
1: I am related to Zolisa Kaluva. I am very much so, uh, so yes, we are very much cousins. And then Bloemfontein, I don't know. I've never performed in Bloemfontein. All Why the gigs, not? All the gigs I've always like sort of booked to do. I remember being booked to do a cultural festival there, and they've fallen through. Mm. So I haven't actually been invited back since, for one. So I'm hoping to hoping. You should invite yourself. God. You should you have know? a nomfundo um, tour. Absolutely. That's mm. definitely in the pipeline, sort of. But I know Bloemfontein. I haven't been. Mpumundo yeah, yeah, is thinking. he's like, no, I'm not leaving my students to go and do a Mpumundo abso- tour. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely leaving them. Okay. I, I will leave them uh-huh. to go on stage. They know. They know exactly where <laughs> they stand. I will leave them to go to Bloom. But I've, I, yeah. So I, I concede. I, I haven't performed in mm. Bloemfontein, and and it's something that I should definitely. It's a problem I should solve.
0: I also quite like um, your rendition of Bayateta. Teta." Yeah, um, I, I saw that in Can Tambo's "The Suit" yeah. when it was on at the Market Theatre, and that song in that play is just in- incredible.
1: When I when I wrote Bayateta, Teta," I don't even, yeah, it's one of those. And every time I get on stage to to play it, and the way that the audience responds to it. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those songs where, like, you'll sing it, and it's everyone in the room feels like you're singing about them.
0: Absolutely
1: right. Mm. And um, when I found out, you know, when I learned that it was, it was in the play and Uzola Nombona, I absolutely singing it mm.
0: so mm. beautifully. She did a phenomenal job. You know, job. Um, yeah. and
1: and it's it's you know it's I can't even think of any any greater feeling as a creative, mm. you know, to, mm. to to write or to create a piece of work that that does that. Where someone else can sing it, and so many other people have sung Bayateta, and really feel like they they own it. Mm. I think that's the beauty of the art that we create: is that if you can create something that you can give to somebody else, and they can take it and do it so well that it feels like it's theirs, then then you you have outdone yourself. So that's the thing with Bayateta. There is something about it that feels like it
0: was written out of an experience. And I know mu- all music sort of comes out of some experience, but the lyrics of that song, um, what were you going through at the,
1: the time? Most... <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> most. I'm waiting to go, okay, you got me. Yeah, Kathy, trust Kathy to, trust Kathy to catch me out on that. I'm like, oh, Kathy, yeah. no, don't take it there, don't take it there. Yeah. Yes, I was, you know, and... Um, it's one of those where you're going through something, and and I'm not a confrontational person. I'm, mm. I'm I'm just not. So I just I sat at the piano and I literally kind of wrote exactly what I was thinking, mm. um, and then and, and you know that. People are talking about you or they or people that don't even know you have an opinion, have formulated an opinion about mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also kind of this idea of responding to that kind of thing with just being great and just kind of the self affirmation, which is the the bridge section which says, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when when and also right that thing of like how often do you stand in front of the mirror? And mm. say to yourself, mm. and
0: affirm yourself. And affirm yourself. Yeah.
1: So I think that song—it was this thing of like, okay, it doesn't matter what you do, abando bayatet, and they will always be speaking. That's the way yeah. of the world, yeah. right? But it doesn't change the facts. That's indimply, right? And so I think that's why when and you um, hear, um, yeah, says one to the other, <laughs> beauty recognizes beauty, Kathy. Just putting it out there. Thank you. So yeah, it's a, it's an incredibly special song. It is an incredibly incredibly
0: special song yeah so i see a ring on your finger and i don't know if i'm allowed to bring this up but a little birdie mm. told me and whispered in my ear that in your household there is jazz all <laughs> over the place like you're walking through the door eat jazz you know like left right and center so 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 what nfundo didn't say oh. is that when she says, "Yeah, you know, I listen to you. I hear you've had other artists on," she didn't take it all the way because what, w- all the what way. she also wanted to say was that you are know, in my household, there are others who have been here, and I've been wondering, uh, 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 like,
1: Kathy, am Uh-uh, Ah, ah, Kathy. Ah, uh, uh. uh, uh, Kathy. Ah, uh, ah, uh. that is not fair. Ah, uh, ah, uh. what, are, Kathy? What are you getting at, <laughs> Kathy? I'm just saying that mm-hmm. the. The little birdie,
0: you know, that flies around. The little birdie. The, the protons there. that are everywhere from <laughs> the radiation. <laughs> the protons that form the earth. <laughs> oh, yes, get that. Hey, yes. Well, they, well, well how does how life it. at home, Nomfundo? And, and I'm particularly interested in this music connection, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you are married to somebody who's music again it's just it moves people in fact many people think of you in the same sort of stream and I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting because um my husband and I met many years ago as I was in matric we met at the Drakensberg um, choir uh, workshop where we spent a week and and we were in music school together, so we used to kind of write this music, and we used to play the Cape Town scene, um, you know, while we were very young. And in fact, we've worked together when I was doing the, the major jazz festivals, you know, he was in my band, um, and, and stuff. And now people go, well, why don't you guys play together? I'm like, we we have, but at the time you didn't you didn't know him in that way. Now that you know he's like this big person and big artist, you're like, when are you gonna do something together? So and it's but, like, but also, I'm also hoping that you're gonna tell people who your husband I is. Look, no, I don't want to no, do, no, do you know, those liberties. You you, no, you better <laughs> quote your bird. <laughs> no, 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 bird no, <laughs> to, to you, girl. The bird, the bird sang to you. Uh-uh. I wasn't there when the bird said whatever. So whatever information the bird gave you. You know, yeah, yeah, you and the birds. So, so yeah, so, I mean, we've never led with it. Um, mm. The fact that we, yeah, and, and, and he, he wrote a lot of music on, uh, on my first album. In fact, he wrote that the title track, Kusile on my first album and a couple of other songs and then two songs on my second album. So we've always been working together. But the funny thing is that people now think, oh, I wonder what it's like in your house. And I'm like, normal. It's like is said lo- lots of music. Does he play the trumpet? Well, you know, I'm like, no. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to even hear him sing a single note in the house. You know, so it's just. Are, are we ever going to get a joint album?
0: Although now, because you listen to Tamia, um, I'm, I'm I'm skeptical because Tamia and you know, know what's her, what her, her ex-husband's name now? Uh-huh. They did a whole joint album together yeah. as well. It was a beautiful, romantic thing. Mm. And then they broke up. And then I we was born devastated born because I was like, "No way! Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why did you guys do this to yeah. us?" Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't. I don't think we'll. we'll yeah, it's not. A, it's definitely not in the pipeline. I mean, it's. It's. Uh, we're just ex- exercising autonomy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. When it comes to the work, um, and and. And like you're saying, you know, it's just a, uh, it's safer that way. It's better that way. Mm. I mean, we'll definitely appear on stage together. We always have. But I think we were very deliberate over the past couple of years, especially, you know, because he is kind of like really, really risen up as a as a huge artist. And I I felt like it was important for me to to respect that, give him mm. the space, and and so that people don't attach us as like a. a, a a lovers' jazz duo, <laughs> something you know, like those cheese. You don't want to be a lovers' jazz no, duo. No. Why no. Why not? It's, no, it's just nah, not a good idea. You know, but but we'll always be musicians who work together, so we'll definitely perform together and all of that. But it's just the, the whole thing of people kind of very easy, and also in the age of social media, you know, people they yeah. start to build all these kind of yeah. fantasies around themselves F- as a enough, couple and enough. artists and all of that, and
0: we just exhibit you know, A. I, I've already done that, haven't I? And I, I found this out yesterday, and I'm, I'm already seeing things that don't you're exist. You're already like, there's a I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do an album together, and I'm like... I, I, I've, I've, I've created the whole scenario in my head, and, yeah. um, and, and I think it's important that yeah. you're intentional yeah. about how you approach it because the, the expectations that people have... Yeah. Are, are their own, yeah. you know, and you've, you've got no duty whatsoever to, to live up to that expectation, to make that expectation yeah. a reality. Absolutely. So I, I really respect that decision.
1: Yes, yeah, so I mean, yeah, so your the, the bird said what your bird said, you know, so I don't know if I, can... n- No, I'm not...
0: I, I, I just <laughs> publicize people's news... <laughs> I'm not a Tata, I'm not the people that are tettering there. Oh, I
1: love that. Ninfunda no,
0: Kalu- Kaluba um, is our guest for the Friday wind-down. We're going to take a quick break. I'm back with more of her and hopefully at least one more song uh, that she has put together. Really loving this conversation.
1: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
0: Oh, Numfundo, where has the time gone, right? We're edging towards uh, midday, so soon we're going to have to wrap this conversation up. What is the one lesson you, you tell your students?
1: Sure, of the many lessons, right? Um, discipline. I think I never, I can't emphasize enough that when one commits to a craft, they have to exercise the requisite discipline right mm-hmm. that comes with it mm-hmm. um, and that if it is suppo- if you put in enough time dedication and respect to the art form or to the craft it will pay you back right it will pay you back but mm-hmm. discipline above all is really and kind of staying the course um, you know that's that's a key lesson and i can and i teach that lesson having learned it myself mm-hmm. as someone whom, who i consider myself to be quite disciplined
0: Today's your birthday, mm. what what have been some of your reflections about where you are, how far you've come, your journey?
1: You know, um, yeah. typically, and it's completely surprising that I'm actually even doing a radio interview on my birthday. I kind of hide away on my birthday. Um, but just the beauty of getting older, um, embracing where I am in life now, right, uh, as a professional, as, um, as a wife, as, as a mom to a, an 18 or 19 month old toddler, um, and kind of really appreciating the time that I have with family, reflecting on loss over the past couple of years. I lost my, my grandmother in 2020 and I was raised by my grandparents. So that was really, really, um, a big blow. I lost Spongile Kumalo and so we all did in 2021. It was like a mother to me. Mm -hmm. So birthdays are times for me or days where I really reflect on the new, but also the old, right? Mm -hmm. What we have and also what we've lost Mm -hmm. and kind of gratitude. So I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm grateful, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to, to have been invited, you know, to kind of come and chat to you and, and to still be alive and breathing, you know? So yeah. I, I, and I love getting older. I love it. You know, my my niece was like, "How you feel about, like, you know, you're knocking on 40. And I was like, "Well, it's none of your business." And I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling optimistic. I think um, my purpose is becoming clearer as I get older, um, and I'm kinder to myself. And I think you know, m- motherhood will 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 teach you that real quickly that you you have to offer yourself grace. Yeah.
0: No, fundo we are so grateful that you would take some time. It's more than an hour because, right, you had to drive here. You're going to have to drive back uh, to wherever your next appointment will be. But we're so grateful that you've taken time out of your very special day uh, to come onto the Friday wind down. I think there's so much that you bring to the table as an individual, as an artist, and really um, I'm in awe of just what you've been able to build uh, out of your career just beyond the music and lots of lessons that I believe uh, can be learned from your story and your journey. So happy birthday. Thank you. I hope it is an incredible day from here forth. May the fun begin from henceforth. <laughs> In academic terms, from henceforth. Oh, henceforth, <laughs> stated by <laughs> <laughs> Brackets
1: Exactly. <laughs> You, that's,
0: I think that's where we'll leave it on the Friday wind down for today. Of course, we'll, we'll have a couple of minutes just to end off with one of her songs. Okay, no, it looks like those minutes are gone now. Um, the Talking Point, back with you on Monday morning. Remember, Monday we're, expected to, we're expecting to be in conversation with the current CEO of Eskom, Mpomagwana. So do tune in for that. Have yourselves a lovely weekend.